Okay, Lady Ada, what is this? Wow, is it Wednesday, 7.30 p.m. again? Sorry. It is, and it means it's time for Adafruit Show and Tell. We're broadcasting live from the Adafruit Factory. I'm Lady Ada, with me is Mr. Lady Ada. Get Blink of the Puppet and friends right behind us. But uh, for the next half an hour, we're going to be seeing what's up in the community, checking in with people around the world on their projects, whether it be 3D printing, cosplay, electronics, mechanical engineering, whatever they're building or crafting, we'd love to see it. Um, we're going to be here till 7.50, so take two to three minutes when we call on you. Unmute your mic, show off your project, and then uh, let us get to the next person so we can make sure everyone has a chance to share. We're going to start off with some Adafruit folks. You know, and Pedro, why don't you uh, kick it off? Yes, thank you. Hey, everybody. So it's super sure. Oh, thanks. <laughs> so this week's project is a digital viewfinder utilizing the pipe portal. So when you crank down... There's a little switch inside there that oh, advances the photo. So, of course, PT idea for recreating this classic vintage toy is using the Pi portal. The back here, we have access to all the ports using the stem. <laughs> Always gotta have the googly eyes. Uh, one of the stemmas is uh, powering the um, the whole display, and then we have the other port there connected to the switch. And we are using the nylon connective tape to sense when this crank goes down and, and touches to advance the photo. Uh, you can completely edit all the files to this, of course, and uh, you can actually add like the, um, uh, your display, uh, your, your images, you can make them like 3D and add like the, um, the, what the lenses to these, so super easy to get, but wanted to just make it super easy. So you don't need too much harder for that. Use the 3D print and modify. You can check out 3D Hangout to see all of the behind the scenes and how to build your own. You mentioned, you forgot to mention the best part. Oh, it's written in CircuitPython. Oh yeah. Yay! Yeah. So check it out. We got a learn guide, uh, code by Lamar actually. Yes. So you would know that from the shirt. Yes, there you go. I should yeah. say it too. The idea behind this was an internet connected ViewMaster, so you don't have to yeah. use their own disks or whatever. You mm -hmm. can make your own, and it can also reach out on the web and get like cat photos and all that. So, yeah. um, of course, odd timing. Apparently, Mattel is doing a movie around mm -hmm. the ViewMaster. So, this is not a viral marketing campaign. <laughs> we thought of this before we saw that on whatever Funny. latest yeah. monetization of our childhood. Okay. Thanks, guys. Uh, Pedro. Uh, next up, Mike B. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Um, real quick, I don't have any Adafruit hardware that I've been tinkering on. been working on other things, but I got this really cool board from New Zealand. Uh, uh, it's basically a derivative of a design that uh, went open source a few years back by a company called High Low Tech out of Great Britain. And the community has been uh, working on derivatives. And this guy in uh, New Zealand has, uh, has made this nice one. And what does it do? You plug it into a classic IBM PC or XT. This is like the 8-bit connector. And you use a compact flash card and you stick it in the top and it acts like a hard disk for that computer, which um, some of them even didn't ship with hard disks. So I can, uh, I can put code on a, uh, a PC um, or uh, image an old hard disk from a PC that I've gotten. And uh, this allows me to move files a lot easier than moving them off 360K floppies. 
Okay. Sweet. Floppy yeah. number 88 of oh. 900. Yeah, you remember those, uh, you know, uh, C compiler things and stuff. You, you you had about 20 discs. To no, it was call. a party. And, of course, like the second to last disc was like, would like start clicking. And that's when you knew. Yeah. You were like, this is going to work out. All right. Thanks, Mike, for the update. Okay. Let's check in with Scott and his keyboard. I didn't know if you meant like a like a keyboard like ABCD or like a Yamaha keyboard, but I guess I know, right? You switch off between the two. I don't think Yamaha ever made ever made some computer keyboards. So if I say it's a Yamaha keyboard, it should imply piano. But okay, um, yeah. First and foremost, I wanted to say uh, if you're going to PyCon uh, and you want to get started contributing to open source, um, or you run an open source project, they're doing this thing on Saturday called the Mentored Sprints. Uh, which is a chance for uh, underrepresented folks or people wanting to get into open source uh, to have one-on-one -on -one time, I believe, with the maintainers of other open source projects. Um, that's the mentor part. So uh, if you're curious to getting into... Oh, you guys are just really still. No, we're we're so fascinating. <laughs> I was like, oh, did I freeze? Like, no, no, no. I don't know if my laptop can handle it. Uh, yeah. Cool. Yeah, so uh, I volunteered to do that. If we have more people than than I can handle for CircuitPython, uh, Dan offered to help folks as well. So if you're going to PyCon, let us know. We'd love to meet up. Uh, you'll see lots of CircuitPython stuff going on there. Um, so that's a plug for that. Uh, and then I thought, you know, it's show and tell. I got to have something to show. I've actually shown this keyboard on show and tell before, but it was only the guts. Uh, of the keyboard. And I, I actually had the guts to plug it in uh, yesterday to see if it actually worked after I, I cleaned it all. Um, and so I just thought I would... Ooh. I don't actually play piano uh, that well, at least. So. Most people would sit down. That's the, that's the joy of that. We don't have to know how to play piano. Right. So it's a, it's a Yamaha 3812, which is the same chip as the Sound Blaster. Uh, one of the cool things of this is that there's actually like synthesizer-y uh, like attack decay wave stuff that you can change on the fly. So uh, this is with like long decay, but then if you turn decay up, um, it's pretty neat. So uh, my plan is to put CircuitPython on it. Um, the keyboard, like this control panel and the keyboard itself are separate PCBs. So it should be as easy as like clipping the ribbon cables Pretend like putting CircuitPython in between on the ribbon cable, and then we should be able to have like CircuitPython play the keyboard and also detect when you're playing it and be a MIDI device and stuff too, which would be cool. All right, All right. cannot wait. And tonight on Ask an Engineer, we're also going to go over the mentored sprints. And, um, you know, we do this thing called hug reports, one in advance. Thanks, Scott. Thanks, Dan. And thanks, Katni, for doing all these things at PyCon. It's going to be a great event and a lot of folks are there to learn and thanks for doing the mentored sprints mm -hmm. totally happy okay. to happy to support them doing that next uh, nice we gonna, colin? jp or colin let's go to colin, let's go to colin. thank colin. you colin here i am um did you feed your cat yet <laughs> hey it's a really good question phil somewhat related to what i'm about to talk about i love my cat and i do enjoy feeding my cat so much so that I can do it sort of without thinking. Like if you get woken up really early in the morning by your cat and you feed your cat and then you're just walking around and you're like, did I do anything yet today? And she eats so quickly and sporadically, I can't tell by looking. So enter electronics to solve my problem. I made, I guess I have to unplug it to show you because the cord doesn't reach, a very simple e-ink display punch clock where I just press the button 
and it saves the time on the screen. And that's all it does. And hopefully this will prevent me from overfeeding my cat and uh, also prevent her from starving at the same time. Um, it's just using a Feather M0 along with the E-Ink Feather Wing and the DS3231 real-time clock breakout. And it's about the simplest little solution I think I've ever made. And now I've uh, admitted to you all that I can't remember when I fed the cat last. So you got that. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, I mean, they've co-evolved with us to purposefully get you to feed them in the morning when you're not paying attention so that, yeah. like, by the way, it's like, it's, if you're, if you're wondering if it's you or the cat, it's the cat. Right. And then you've got the whole, you know, phantom, uh, parasitic influence, you know, with toxoplasmosis or whatever yeah. that makes you love them even more and feed yeah. them even more. And then all they need to do is rub against your leg and you're like, here's another scoop. So. No, they're the lid on this. sneaky, the sneaky fuzzballs. But we love them. All right, thanks for the update, Colin. That's right, handy. JP. Hey, all right. So uh, I have got five new guides that came out today on Pi Portal stuff. Uh, so go check those out. I've got um, three that are sort of countdown or count up timer projects. We have the weekly event. We have the waiting for an event like PyCon, and then we have the count up that helps you commemorate something like the lunar landing. Uh, so three similar projects, but it'll give you some uh, good ideas on how to customize those, create your own events, create your own backgrounds, move your text around, some, some good basic stuff that I think you'll wanna be able to do with your Pi portal. Uh, also have a weather station and an air quality index uh, that are again, similar types of projects, uh, giving you info about your environment. Uh, that rely on uh, extracting uh, data from JSON files uh, through some different REST APIs. Uh, so check those out. And then we're moving into slightly more advanced uh, territory with this next one, which I'm teasing for tomorrow's show, which is the uh, YouTube API stats counter. This one gives us a couple different pieces of info, uh, our views and our subscribers. And every few uh, seconds or minutes, I hear this thing ding when we get a new subscriber. So um, very cool way to, to keep track of uh, how well you're doing on YouTube there. Uh, I don't think we have a different sound if it goes down, but maybe we should consider that. Um, and, uh, Make more content. Make more content. Yeah. <laughs> Hurry. Um, and uh, I printed up one of the nice Ruiz Brothers uh, stands to place that on. So it's a, it's a cool project. And uh, again, done in CircuitPython and quite simple, really. Um, to get this kind of info. Uh, this one's getting just slightly more advanced than some of our previous ones. But um, so there's that. And a couple pieces of uh, administrative stuff I wanted to mention. I've got my show tomorrow, but then I'll be off the following week because it's uh, spring break for my kids. So we'll be out of town. Uh, and then a couple weeks after that, I'm gonna be at uh, Maker Fair in Miami. I'm gonna be speaking on Sunday. Uh, and one thing related to that is I decided one of the things I wanted to show is some of our uh, projects that are using microcontrollers as interesting inputs for MIDI devices. Um, so I got a little uh, pretty inexpensive MIDI uh, synthesizer, this little guy called a MeBlip, and it has a regular sort of DIN MIDI in. So here I'm showing, this was uh, actually Colin's arpeggiator project uh, running on our Trellis M4. Um, and if I play that, I've got a little amp back there. Yeah, the accelerometer, yeah. Which is a little funky. Uh, and then this just has a lot of 
adjustments to things like filter and a K decay and attack and stuff like that, uh, like Scott was talking about. So I'm going to actually try to do something bold and merge uh, three or four MIDI streams from our um, Grand Central MIDI knobs project, this trellis uh, joystick that I built, and see if I can get all that playing nicely with the uh, with the one device that'll be part of my talk at Maker Fair Miami. Okay. All right. Sweet. Thanks so much. Thanks, JP. All right. Next up is going to be Chris Young. Chris, you ready? Hey, Chris. Can you hear me? Yes. Yep. Okay. Let me switch over here. Hang on a second. Wake up. Press Alt Tab. About seven eight seven. Click. Go to sleep. Okay. Here's a photo of me with my latest gadget. It's my. Hang on a second. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. Can I turn off my dictation here? Yeah. Okay. Uh. Photo of me and my latest gadget. It's the latest update to my ultimate remote. Uh, Bill Benko from AT Makers uh, came up to Indianapolis last weekend and helped me put it together. Uh, this is my old one, the little blue box sitting next to my iPhone. And you can't see it, but on the back of the bracket, there's a separate battery box. And unfortunately, the remote died uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago, actually the morning of my dad's funeral, which was real unfortunate. Um, I think I got a static charge, went up the wires and burned out a pin or something mm. because that's like there was a, a short in the switches. And even when I unplugged the switches, it was still shorted. So uh, that's what the inside of the old one looked like. It's a TFT display and a feather M0 BLE and my little switches. If you see the little black cable going out the upper right, that connected to a battery box, which turned out to be the point of failure also. So I said, let's redesign the thing and uh, put the battery box and the power boost and the remote all in one box. So the first thing I had to do was download a model of your power boost which did not include the large uh, USB-A connector on the mm -hmm. end. So I had to model one of those in Fusion 360. And then this is the box that I've designed for the new remote. Uh, and here is the other side of it. And this is the, uh, the interior view. And what we've got is we got the power boost on the left. We got the TFT and the feather, um, the little green board on the right is my infrared board, and you got a LiPo battery in there. I also put in a, a barrel jack, because on my old one, after two years of unplugging and unplugging the, uh, the power boost, why the USB failed. So I, I thought I'll put in a, a barrel jack for the charging, and that'll be a little more reliable. And uh, here's the case after it printed on my new Prusa Mark III, which I love, by the way. Uh, here's the lid for the case. Here's Bill. Bill and I did a video 
that showed how we built this. And then he also took a tour of all the assistive technology that I've got in my house. And we posted on the AT Makers YouTube channel. I think Bill also posted a link on uh, Discord. And it's on the, the uh, AT Makers Facebook page. It's about 20 minutes long, but it's just a a survey of all the gadgets that I've built and all of the different assistive technology that I use. So if you're interested in everything that I've built, uh, take a look at that. Here's the, the assembled box. Um, here it is in action, mounted next to my phone. Also showing off, a few weeks ago, I 3D printed a new bracket for my phone. And I think you can probably tell it's on a hinge. And you might not be able to see, but there's a, a wing nut on the side. Yeah. So you can loosen the wing nut and tilt the phone forwards or backwards if I need to take photos uh, and then tighten the, the wing nut. And here's a close-up of me using it on my uh, iPhone using iOS switch control. Uh, I'm also having other fun with my uh, new Prusa. Here's some gadgets I've built or made. Of course, the Benchy turned out really nice, fairly smooth. Uh, a little filament from Matter Hackers, kind of a cute little guy. And of course, I had to had to print a Groot. I think Groot is a new Yoda when it comes yeah. to <laughs> 3D printers. Uh, here's another, a different Groot that I made. And then someone on one of the Facebook pages uploaded a model of Oreo cookies. And I just had to print them. And they look really real. I printed some cream filling and a little <laughs> loop. So you can hang it on your keychain or dangle it from your rearview mirror. And then you glue it all together. That looks, looks real, good. really real. It looks good enough to eat. The nutritional value too. I know. I mean, you know, it makes me wonder not about the three D printing quality, but about like the Oreo coloring. It's like if it's that white and that's normal, that's not natural. <laughs> so anyway, uh, as always, uh, for more on my projects, visit my blog at tech.cyborg5.com, or join us for uh, uh, the AT Makers website or uh, ntmakers.org or our Facebook group and uh, learn more about assistive technology. All right. Thank you so much, Chris. Thanks, Chris. Okay. Next up, we're going to go to Mighty, and then we'll do JMK, and then Daniel. So if everyone will keep it to a few minutes each, we'll be able to get everyone tonight. Okay, Mighty, take it away. Uh, hey, uh, am I coming through okay? This is Greg. Yeah. yeah. Hi. Okay, great. Um, So I wanted to try my hand at uh, live streaming and making videos and stuff, but I didn't want to appear on camera myself. So I thought, I know some people use animated characters or CG characters, and I thought, why not point a camera at some electronics? So I made this guy. Wow. This is great. <laughs> and he's, <laughs> he's voice driven. Um, he has a couple of servo motors and some lights, and he's all driven by my voice. Uh, inside the lid is a rat's nest. Um, which is an Arduino Nano, and let's see, I think I have a parts picture. Yeah. Uh, and the 16-channel servo driver that's driving um, some lights and some motors. And then on the back, this is kind of hard to see, but I 3D printed a bracket to uh, to receive the servo motor mount so that the brain is affixed to the back of the glass. And let me get rid of those. And then on the PC... There's an audio program I wrote 
which is uh, taking my voice and doing an FFT transform on it into a bunch of different bands. And each of those bands drives a different part of the 16-channel servo. That's nice. This is fantastic. Well, the only thing it's missing is as seen on the show and sell sticker. We can start earning it. And that's exactly yeah. how I'm run. I'm just a voice activator. Yeah, he's actually too. just yeah. a brain. Circuit <laughs> <laughs> Python is the only difference. Um, this is fantastic. Well, thanks. So yeah, the next step is to try to offload the PC stuff onto a Raspberry Pi and make this whole thing yeah. um, self-contained. Um, but I've got to get savvy on how to, how to route audio through a Raspberry Pi. Super yeah. cool. All right, email support at adafruit.com, and we'll send you a show and tell sticker. And uh, if you wanted to use some Adafruit stuff for future builds, um, we can help make that happen. Just email PT at Adafruit. And I okay, great. Stuff. Um, we might ask for you to document this if you wanted someone else to build it. They could look at a learn guide or something on Adafruit's site. Yeah, happy to do that. OK, yeah, email PT at Adafruit. But email support at Adafruit for a sticker. They'll give you stickers. I'll give you some other stuff. OK, cool. All right, thank you. Is there a name for this spring in the jar? Uh, no, I, I've, I've been streaming online as Mighty Bean, and actually I have, if, you, if, if anybody wants to see more, um, at Mighty Studios on Twitter. Okay, and I'll, I'll post when I'm going live or if I do any other puppets. All right. I think there might be a series of these. I'm having fun with it. Uh, this is great. I, Loving it. I like it. Okay, thank you, Brandon Jar. Call it Kane <laughs> from RoboCop. Okay, we're okay. going to go to JMK, and then we'll wrap up with Daniel. JMK, you there? Uh, yeah. Okay, you got a couple of minutes. Go for it. Um, great. So, um... Um, well, the first big thing I definitely have to mention is JMKOS 2.0 is almost ready to come out. I've got, Yay. oops, I've got, um, I've got some of the code here, and um, I've got the base of the uh, directory structure, most of the main code, and all of that. And right now, um, as I can show you only a bit of it because the rest of it is. Secret until it comes out. Um, I don't know. Don't it's pre-release. People are lining up already for JMKOS. Uh, so this is the main um, JMKOS. This is going to be the beginning of the inter of the uh, login interface. It's just simple, uh, you know, kind of old-looking text-based thing. Just because that's how the beginning um, interface I want it to be. Um, oops, what just happened? Oh yeah. Um, so also, um, I added a self-check tool that will delete will um, delete empty files in system directories and application directories to make sure there's nothing like um, strange going on. So if I make a blank text document there, yeah, I go back to uh, and I run the program again. I just said removed file. Yeah. Mm, good. And you get this little message that it fixed errors. And you, you fragged the hard drive. And then it's done. And now if you go back to the application folder, it's gone. So um that's the logon part. And I've also got this neat little website. Oops. Um what is Arduino sure um so um i got this neat little website that i just um see a long time ago back when i was first making jam chaos i used this website called repl.it and they uh just online coding website you know javascript online python all that stuff and that's where i used to put my um jam chaos stuff so now i just i came back to it and i realized they added a lot and made it so you can now take your python projects and put them online 
So this is actually a console. This is a Python script I coded. Um, if I go to here, you can see that uh, this is a full Python script that's running as a website, which is super cool. And um, basically what it is is it's going to be a little website. So online, you can either run JMQS, download um, a specific version of JMQS, update to the latest version, or um, upload if you, if you somehow made a custom version of JMQS, which you can do because it's open source, you would go here and upload it so you can run it online, which is pretty cool. So right now I've got um, four from four types of firmwares, classic, current, beta, and other. Beta, I haven't uploaded JMQS2 yet, but I will soon. Current, I'm going to, um, well, I have um, what version of JMQS I have out now, which is 1.8.4 and 1.8.2. And classic is back the oldest versions, like 0.8, which is a long time ago. So I'm just going to show you on how um, you can load, um, you can either download it or run online. And if you run on, if you download it, it creates a short link. You can go to quickly, um, like a bit.ly or short link thing so you can um, download it. But if you run it online, you get the normal JamQS. Old, um, this is an old version, but it's 1.8.4. It's a new interface. And um, yeah, so this is basically now pretty much the easiest way for me to test JMKOS because when you run it in um, when you run it in um, PyCharm, this is a, not a real terminal. It's super annoying because Windows CMD is a lot more features that um, Windows Command Prompt has a lot more features than PyCharm's kind of custom terminal. So a lot of things um, break. Like if I try to run some of the demos that um. Um, we, we have to keep going because we have yeah. one more person. Can you so, come yeah. back? Yeah, do you mind? Because now we're, now we're excited about Jane Chaos. Can you come back next week to show us some more of the demos? So this is about it. Yep. So okay. Thank you, Jane All right. Thanks, Jane Kay. And let us know when the beta comes out. We'll post about it. And don't forget, you know how to get a sticker if you want one. Yep. Thank you. All right. Good to see you. Good to see you. All right, Daniel. Hey. Hey, guys. What's up? Hey, I teach a uh, middle school class on uh, programming. So I, I use this as a playground for doing a lot of uh, sort of Python stuff. So that's, that's what I teach it. Typically, I have the kids do a project based on the circuit playground uh, that they make up. This semester, however, we're going to change it up. And we are, uh, as a group, we are creating an escape room. Um, and we're all creating together and we're putting th some things together. So I thought I'd show off uh, this week one thing. And maybe in the coming weeks, I'll show some other things. Um, uh, that I have the kids do <clears throat> from a programming standpoint. So uh, the idea would be that the uh, the teachers are the ones that will be doing the, the, the escape room. So uh, when they come in, the teachers will just see this box and will be having one light flashing, and they have to figure out what to do with the box. <clears throat> and so it's a real simple Simon Says kind of thing. Every time you hit the button, it'll show you how many you've done. Um, and I program it so I don't necessarily have to do it in order, but you just uh, and they, have to, they have to follow the follow the, the order of the of the lights. You know, if they if they do it right, it it adds one to the to the box. Obviously, if they do it wrong, it starts over. Um, I've made it so I can just do it right now, just for showing. Um, so they go through and they get them all right. Uh, it will switch over, and it will then uh, flash uh, a number of lights to show a combination to a lock to a lock that I have here. Um, Oh, yeah. Lock, um, that, that's locked the box. So they have to 
they got the combination and they unlock the box. <clears throat> Open the box and inside the box, it will be another set of um, puzzles. Another puzzle. Right. All right. That sounds awesome. It's a great way to get kids into building stuff. It's like you're actually designing a product. Yeah, yeah, it's really nice. And so the method circuit playground in there. Um, one thing I think maybe people would like was the, I found these little, I didn't see them, they're little tiny uh, terminal lugs. I take an M3 screw uh, on one side and you can put the wire on the other side. Yeah. It allows me to, to uh, mount the circuit playground without soldering and without ruining the circuit playground. Um, so it makes a little bit better connection than just, you know, wrapping the wire around the screw. Um, yeah, that's a good so, idea. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So anyway, that's, uh, that's, that's, uh, Congratulations. That's coming weeks. You can um, email supported data for it, and there can be a scene on the show and tell sticker inside the box. So when they, they know. then they know it's famous. All right. Well, thank All right. you so much. All right. Thank you, Daniel. All right. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, Noah Pedro. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Mighty. Thank you, JP, JMK, Daniel, Daniel, Colin, and, and Chris. Chris. We're here every single week. Thank you for making this the best half an hour of a week. Every single week, we will see some of y'all next week, 7.30 p.m. Easter time. Ask an engineer starts in a couple of seconds. We'll see you then. Thank you, everybody. Bye. -bye.